and welcome to episode number 27 of Sports Bar Talk. 27. We're on the stairway to 28. All right. Uh, this is Sports Bar Talk, and we're not wasting any time because, believe it or not, we have got a lot of football games to pick. Not just in the NFL, but we're also going to pick one college game that basically feels like an eliminator for the college football playoff. We're going to end with that. So, that's a tease we call in the business. So, if you want to hear my pick for Clemson and Notre Dame in the ACC title game, keep listening. Okay, but we have a lot of football games to pick NFL-wise. So, in addition to the Thursday game that we're picking... The Sunday night game we're picking, the Monday night game that we're picking, and our 1 and 4 o'clock block, which I'll just tell you what we're picking. That's the game of the week for our NFL Chiefs and Saints. I mean, if. So that'll be later. We also have two Saturday games. Yes, the NFL in the last couple years has done this for like weeks 15 and 16. They have a couple Saturdays. Where they have games. I don't think they anticipated when the schedule came out back in April. That they'd be going up against the conference championships for college football. So it'll be interesting to see what the ratings do. The games on Saturday for the NFL, on the NFL side are not all that intriguing. So I'd I'd be shocked if they rate higher than these college games. Because Saturday, by the way, is a tremendous sports day. Not only do we have these two NFL games, you got conference championships in college football. Really, this weekend's a great sports weekend. You have the conference championships for college football. And some regular season games that got postponed earlier in the year because of COVID. We have those two NFL games. I think I just mentioned that. Canelo Alvarez, one of like top five pound-for-pound boxer right now in the world, is fighting boxing. And the last UFC event in 2020, which if you ask me, the UFC was top three, one of the one of the best sports that handled the coronavirus pandemic. Hats off to Dana White. My other favorite, my other favorite leagues that are uh, two favorite that did the best handling the coronavirus pandemic was uh, the PGA Tour and the NBA, and also MLS. They didn't really have much cancellations, and the way the NBA handled the bubble was. Oh, tremendous! The way the MLS handled their going back, their uh, MLS's back tournament for a month, and then having the regular season proceed. I think they only had to cancel like maybe or postpone like maybe five game matches, and then the PGA Tour. I mean, they had the they had a little incident in June where they had a couple guys withdraw, but you're not hearing many guys withdrawing anymore. I mean, you had Brooks Kepko withdraw from the U.S. Open, I believe, or did he? I forget. So, I mean, hats off to those four sports. In my opinion, they handled the, they handled trying to get games in and playing sports and getting through the most effectively. By the way, congratulations to the Seattle Sounders, your MLS Cup or Columbus Crew, excuse me. Oh, Columbus, I'm sorry if you live in Columbus. My dearest apologies there if you're a Crew fan. Congratulations to the Columbus Crew, your MLS Cup champions. But we got to get to the picks. I just wasted about two minutes talking about how great Saturday is going to be, and then. How great the pandemic was handled by these commissioners. Alright, let's get into it. We got the best seat in the house. Thursday night football. You got 
a game with two teams that probably won't make the playoffs. I mean, the path for the Ra- for the Las Vegas Raiders is kind of getting slimmer after they lost to the Indianapolis Colts. They're going to need to basically win out, in my opinion, and win a bunch of games. L- luckily for them, they have kind of an easy game. They're playing the Chargers, but they don't have much of a defense. They played earlier in the year. They don't have much of a defense this go-around. And the Raiders actually kind of got lucky. The first time they all they, they played, the Chargers had a fourth and goal of two seconds left on the one-yard line. Justin Herbert threw a fade to Virgil Green. I think it was Virgil Green. It might have been someone else. He caught the ball. They caught it a touchdown, but on review, they noticed it was incomplete. And the Raiders won the game because of a reversal and in replay. So it's... The NFC playoff picture is more heavily crowded. I'll let you know more about that when we get to it. But the Raiders' path, it's getting slim. Uh, right now, as it stands, they would be... They have a 12.3% chance, according to the CBS, to make the postseason. So, we're going to see... Now, if there's a game that gets knocked because of COVID and they have to use the the Week 18, which is the last resort the NFL wants to go, the playoff will expand the 18th per conference. So they're not really out of it yet, but you never know. I mean, but with seven teams this year, it looks tough for the Raiders. They have a 12% chance. Uh, But this game will be interesting. Uh, Justin Herbert coming in looks like he's going to be the offensive rookie of the year. In the AFC, at least, he's done really good. I picked him up on my fantasy team, and he actually helped me stay in some games. I didn't win him because I had I had Christian McCaffrey, and he, of course, decided after week two to sit out and then come back for the Chiefs game and then sit out again. Uh, so we'll see. I like the Raiders. They got more to play for. They got the nice new stadium, by the way. How nice is that stadium? Uh, I'd love to get back to Vegas just to check that baby out. Uh, and... Yeah, so I like the Raiders in this game, 24-20. These are two teams that won't make the playoffs, so you'll notice the games that have least implications I'm going to spend the least time about. So I like the Raiders in this, 24-20. I think it'll be a great game, though. And that's Thursday Night Football. That's on your local Fox station. That's on NFL Network, uh, Amazon Prime, Twitch. I mentioned all those alternate feeds before. Go check them out. If you got Amazon Prime, it's free. Uh, I'd highly recommend checking it out. All right, let's get to the two games on Saturday. Bills, and these two games, by the way, will only be on NFL Network unless you live in the markets of these teams. They would also be on your local Fox station. So these two games are NFL Network exclusives, channel 212 on DirecTV. Bills and Broncos at 430. This game, I think, I'm going to spend a quick amount. I'm going to go for this game quick, too, because I really... The Bills all but have the AFC East wrapped up. They have some competition with the Dolphins, but with the Bills beating the Pittsburgh Steelers, that game made me mad because I'm a Steelers fan, but with the Bills beating the Steelers on, uh, what day was that, Sunday night, uh, the Bills actually eliminated the Patriots from winning the AFC East. First time in 11 years there will be a a team not named New England winning the AFC East. That is, quite frankly, it's a dominant run. In my opinion, I thought the Patriots dynasty week, I kept it a little bit intact this year. I thought maybe, you know, the Patriots have their moments. I'm going to say it flat out. The dynasty is over, and I think more people, more players will leave, and it might be a rebuild. And quite frankly, 
Josh McDaniels is probably going to be a hothead coaching candidate again. I think I said it last week. If the Bucks continue to struggle and they get rid of Arians, which it doesn't sound like they will, it sounds like him and Brady have a great relationship. I would love to see Josh McDaniels as the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because that's an off- he's got the offense. Brady already knows that offense, and that could be dangerous. That could be very dangerous. Uh, but Bills and Broncos, you know the Broncos. Of course, a couple weeks ago had that the whole QB room, Q quarterback. Uh, depth chart missed the game because of the COVID high risk close contacts, and they had to have Kendall Hilton start. That didn't go too well. Uh, so I like Buffalo in this game. I think it'll be Buffalo thirty one, Denver twenty. I know some computer models say Denver will will cover. Uh, I don't know, but I really like how Josh Allen is playing. And he's, you know, last year he would he was a great quarterback, but though he lacked throwing a deep ball, he's finally get developing a deep ball and maybe having Stephon Diggs as a part of that. The Bills might be the only threat that can the only real threat to Kansas City to come out the AFC at this point. Of course, the Chiefs did beat the Bills early in the season, so we'll see what happens there. All right, Carolina and Green Bay. This game is at eight fifteen. Uh, this will be a fun game to watch. I mean, we're hearing rumors. Christian McCaffrey, I mentioned him earlier, might be coming back. There was rumors he would practice, and it looks like he is not expected to play. He did not practice today. So that changes my pick a whole lot because I was going to give you two separate picks. I was going to pick the same winner anyway. And as we go to playoff pictures, because the Eagles... Beat the Saints last week. The Packers are actually your new number one seed in the NFC. And the Packers also have the tiebreaker over the Saints because they beat the Saints back in, I believe, I forget what week it was. But it was a great game. It was the Packers and the Saints. And quite frankly, the Packers, I don't. I still think Tampa Bay is the favorite to come out the NFC if they can just figure everything out. I think they'll be fine. But Green Bay is looking really good. They look like the most complete complete team right now, Aaron Rodgers, able to fire it to his weapons, Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and Robert Tanyan, the tight end, has done wonders this year for Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers is doing really well this season, he is probably, right now, if you take Patrick Mahomes out the equation, Rodgers would be NFL MVP, so... He's glad to be back in the MVP, and it's, he said his fair, he, this would be his fair time if he wins it, and he said it would definitely mean a lot. So we're going to see what happens with the MVP race. If Mahomes somehow drastically keeps throwing free interception games, which I don't think he will, Mahomes just had to show us all he's human. <laughs> um, We're going to see. I think the... My so if here's my prediction: If McCaffrey played, it was going to be Packers twenty four, Carolina twenty one. But now I'm going to say it's going to be more close to uh, twenty eight to seventeen. Uh, I just think, you know, Carolina they they had some spots this year where they looked pretty good, even without McCaffrey. DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson are really good wide receiver. They got a pretty good quarterback in Teddy. Bridgewater, uh, but Green Bay is just too much. 
And Green Bay, they're good. They want this number one seed. I can guarantee you that. All right. Uh, let's go to Monday Night Football. My Pittsburgh Steelers, who have lost two games in a row, are taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. And I tell you what, the Steelers have struggled on offense. I, as I like to tell you, I like to watch every game. I've watched every minute, every snap of every Steeler game this year. And I can tell you one thing. This is not the same Steelers team that beat the Titans and beat the Ravens the first time. It is not the same team. I can guarantee you that. Uh, the, the offense is struggling, and it's starting to show. And Mike Tomlin was right when he said, the only thing perfect about us is our record. He was not lying. So, I don't know what's going on with the Steelers. I don't even... Uh, it's just sad because, you know, they're struggling with drop passes, specifically Deontay Johnson and Eric Ebron. They're dropping passes, and they probably would have scored more points had Deontay not dropped so many of those passes in the first quarter. And they also, they need to get an identity on the run, running the football. I would make the case, and I was thinking about this last night as I was falling asleep because, you know, I always think about football. It helps me fall asleep, you know, and breaking down stuff in my head. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, in my opinion, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, so Le'Veon builds with the Chiefs right now. And... It sounds like the Chiefs might get rid of him because Damian Williams is coming back. I would like to think, in my opinion, what if the Steelers brought back Le'Veon Bell? Now, I don't know if Le'Veon... He, the Chiefs brought him in for the short yardage runs uh, because they were Clyde Edwards-Alaire was struggling with that. I don't know. It's going to be... I don't know what the Steelers would do. They, James Conner's good, but... I'm Le'Veon's not in his prime anymore, but I think it'd be good to bring him back. But it's gonna be an interesting game. Uh I think the Steelers win the game. They're and if they win, they win the NFC the AFC North. But I think it'll be close. And I don't bet on sports, but I might have some someone listening who does. Right now over on the DraftKings Sportsbook, the Steelers are 12 and a half point favorites. I would I think I think there's a very good chance the Bengals cover. Uh especially there it's in their building and I believe they they're having fans. The the Steelers will win the game uh 17 to 14, but the Bengals will cover. Uh or 17 to 10, but the Bengals are going to cover. Uh I'd be shocked uh if the Bengals don't cover. On Monday night. The Steelers offense. They're just in pieces. And the O-line is just. I don't know what's going on with the O-line right now. Quite frankly. So I don't bet. And I'm not trying to give out tips any in any sort of way. But right now. If I was a better. The Bengals would cover the spread. Easily. Alright. Sunday night football. And. Raise your hand if you had. The Cleveland Browns and New York Giants as the Sunday night football game in week 15 when we started this football season back in September. 
I didn't have this on my 2020 bingo card. 2020 is turning out to be one heck of a year for the Cleveland Browns. They lost a heartbreaker to the Ravens. And that was now that was a fun game to watch. I mean, that's game of the year. You had Lamar Jackson about midway through the fourth quarter have to leave because he had cramps. He was I'll just flat out say it. I think he had a side effect of COVID. That's what he had said in the press conference. So he was he was I'm not gonna say what exactly he was doing in the locker room because uh I got some uh people that listen to the show that I don't want to feel embarrassed when I'm around them the next time. <laughs> but Cleveland is playing very good, and I thought they were toast when they lost Odell Beckham for the season, but no. Baker Mayfield is actually playing some pretty good football. He's throwing it to Jarvis Landry, Harrison Bryant. Uh, occasionally we get David Njoku back in the mix. Um, Austin Hooper. But they're mainly a running football team. They have Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, two great running backs who are still elite. Uh, defense, they're doing well. They the defense didn't look so hot against Baltimore, giving up 47 uh, points. <laughs> and then the Giants, who are in the ever-so-confusing NFC East. And the NFC East... Will basically be the will basically be the only playoff spot in that division. If you win the NFC East, you're in the playoffs. If you don't win the NFC East, you're toast. And the Giants beat lost to the Cardinals pretty convincingly. The Eagles beat the Saints to only further complicate the picture. The Cowboys beat the Bengals to only further complicate the picture. And the Washington football team, of course, won. So Washington's in lead. I've said it ever since. Uh, November, I think Thanksgiving. I I believe Washington's the best team in that NFC East. I believe they're the most complete. They have a defense. Their offense, they can rely on the offense. I like Washington to come out the East. I believe, though, however, I think... I think the Giants win this football game. I really do. And that would may, mean the Steelers would clinch the AFC North on Sunday night. They wouldn't even have to do it themselves. So I like Cleveland, or Cleveland, the Giants. I like them 24-20. I'm generous with that. I don't know if they're getting Daniel Jones back or not, but I'm going to go on a limb and say the Giants further complicate the uh, NFC East picture. And they could very well take that lead back uh, on Sunday with a win because you have Washington is playing Seattle. Now, Seattle did lose to the Giants, so who knows? Washington can surprise people any given Sunday. So we're going to see. They got one of Washington's one of the best head coaches in the league, Riverboat Ron Rivera. Game of the week NFL wise. Let me check my time so I know how fast we got to go. We are 19 minutes in. All right, we can spend uh we'll see. Chiefs and Saints. It is unclear right now if Drew Brees is going to be back in the lineup. Uh, he was starting the practice. Sean Payton has said Drew Brees' return depends on how this week goes. If not, I think the Saints need to... The way they're running the offense, you know, they lost to the Eagles, but the way they were running it with Taysom Hill running the ball most of the time, that's not going to work against the Chiefs. I think they need to turn to Jameis Winston on Sunday. 
if if Breeze, for whatever reason, can't go. Here's what Sean Payton said about Breeze potentially returning on Sunday. It's pretty simple. It's just functionally strength throwing without soreness. I mean, there's a process. And last week with the trainers, he had one throwing day. And yesterday was the same way. So it's really asymptomatic. He's really got to be asymptomatic. He's got to feel good, strong, and like he can function and be an asset to the team and play well. We will see what happens about the odds of Breeze playing on Sunday. Drew isn't. Now, Breeze is an absolute competitor. He's fierce. I know. I've watched him. He had the thumb injury, and he was itching to get back on the field. If he he if he feels he can be an asset, he will get back on the field. But I also know this. Drew Brees is one of the most selfless guys in football. And if he feels he can't go, he will tell Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston he will give them the keys to the Ferrari to try and basically pull off an upset against the Chiefs, which is no small task. I think the Saints will have a much better chance if Brees can go. But it won't be enough, basically, in my opinion. The Chiefs, what can you say? What can you say about Mahomes? Now, Mahomes gave us, went back to a little bit of taste of reality against the Dolphins through three interceptions. But they were still able to get it done. Tyree Kill is amazing. He is so fast. Kelsey is the best tight end in football right now. I don't see anyone who's beating Kansas City. I just don't. They are so good, although they're barely sliding by these games. They're only winning these games by, like, maybe one possession, maybe. Uh Uh-huh. So, it's interesting. You know, you never know what you're going to get with the Chiefs, but they're able to finish games, get them done. Uh, excuse me. Um, I don't know why I got a frog in my throat. Um, (laughs) we're going to see. Mahomes... Can air it out with the best of them. He's got he's able to throw such a good deep ball. He's leading candidate for MVP. Uh I think if Breeze plays, the Chiefs will win 35-30. If Breeze doesn't play, it'll be 35 to 21. Uh now it depends on who's playing a quarterback as well as the backup. It could be easily be 35-31 even if Winston plays. If Hill plays, I could see it being less. So I like the Chiefs. Best team in the league for a reason. And they will probably win the number one seed uh against the Steelers and have that bye. Uh and very well I think the Steelers might drop the number two seed as well. And number three be number three if Buffalo keep playing how they're playing if the Steelers keep doing what they're doing. All right, let's go to college football. I mentioned we're going to pick the ACC championship because that feels like a playoff eliminator. Although, regardless, apparently of Notre Dame, regardless of the result, Notre Dame's in the playoff. So we'll see what happens with that. I feel like there's a more deserving team that could get in that's undefeated. I'm looking at Cincinnati. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot of interesting scenarios with the playoff going on. So, so from what I'm hearing, if Notre Dame's able to beat Clemson a second time, Clemson's out the playoff. Then it sounds like either uh, Texas A&M, uh, Florida maybe get in. Florida has a big game. They're playing Alabama in the ACC championship. Uh, we'll see. Um 
I've heard one scenario, Iowa State could get in over A&M, over Florida. Uh, a two-loss Iowa State, if they're able, they're playing Oklahoma in the Big 12 title game. That's going on at the same time as the Big 10 title game, so I won't be watching it. Uh, I think the playoffs going to be very interesting. It sounds like Alabama will get in even if they lose. Uh, so... It's very interesting, the committee. So, if Clemson does win, do you move Notre Dame or Clemson back to the fourth seed? I think they'd move Notre Dame and we'd get Ohio State-Clemson again. Do you move them back so they don't have to play a third time, at least back-to-back in the semifinals? They could, of course, meet in the uh, national title game. It's very, you know, if I was the committee, just so they don't have to see each other again for another game in a row... I would put Notre Dame and Cle- I would move if Clemson wins. I'd move Notre Dame to the four spot. They'll probably get killed by Bama uh, because Bama right now looks amazing, and it sounds like Mac Jones might win the Heisman Trophy. Uh, that's what you get for getting COVID, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, no shade thrown at all. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, great guy. Um, it's interesting. I don't know the playoff scenarios, but I do know this is going to be a great football game and you know a lot of people are saying the reason a lot of the Cavs are saying oh Trevor Lawrence is back Clemson's gonna win now DJ Uyongalale and I hope I pronounced that right was the quarterback for Clemson the first time they played and he threw for 453 yards he played tremendous football so the quarterback problem wasn't the issue Clemson was the report is Clemson is finally getting healthy on defense. And that's why bookmakers are making Notre Dame, when I checked yesterday, 10.5 point dogs. They still are 10.5 point dogs. So I'm going to give you I'm gonna give you a tip. I don't bet. I don't promote betting in any fashion. But over at the DraftKings Sportsbook, Notre Dame are 10.5 point dogs. I feel like Notre Dame will cover. So, Notre Dame covers the spread, and I feel like they'll hit the over uh, as well in that game. Uh, we're going to see. <laughs> it's the beautiful thing about football. This is going to be the most chaotic football day in my lifetime. I can guarantee you that. Uh, who wins the rematch? I shouted out my friend Alvy last week because he's a Ravens fan. He's also a Clemson fan, too. My best friend from college, Michael Janaki, a.k.a. Gucci, is a Notre Dame fan. So I literally can't win. I'm going to get heat from either one of these two with whoever I pick. And you know what? Clemson's angry. They're angry about what happened back at the beginning of November when Notre Dame beat them. They're angry. You're going to see an inspired Clemson football team out there. I think this game's going to be a lot better than the first one. I think Clemson wins 45-40. to 40. Clemson is your ACC champion. They will move up, in my opinion, to, num- to the number two spot. Notre Dame will drop back to number four, and they'll play Bama. And if Ohio State, which they will, handle their business and beat Northwestern, and we'll get Clemson and Ohio State in the college football playoff semifinal for the second year in a row. And hopefully, hopefully, Ohio State finally beats Clemson. Because we can never beat Clemson, regardless of the bowl game. We can never beat Clemson. 
It's just sad. So hopefully, though, this is the second, third time we'll play Clemson in the playoff. Hopefully, third time will be the charm. All I want to do this year, if we play Bama, we'll probably get killed by them as an Ohio State fan. I just want to get to the national title game or beat Clemson. I want to beat Bama. I want to beat Bama. All right, real quick, food of the week. We picked the Carolina Panthers game earlier. We picked them to lose. So I'm going to give you Carolina barbecue. It is usually pulled. Now, when you think Carolina barbecue, what do you think? Pork. It's normally served like pulled pork, or you can have it shredded or chopped pork. Sometimes it's sliced. Uh, the sauces are different. It's a very vinegar vinegary sauce. Vinegar. I'll just say vinegar because I'm getting tongue-tied. Uh, they have a spice of it, and it's perhaps the oldest form of American barbecue, according to LearnToBarbecue.com. I love pulled pork. One of my favorite sandwiches when I go to like a barbecue place uh, in in down south. Uh, there's a place in uh, South Carolina um, called Maurice's Barbecue Piggy Pit. It's a chain, but when I golfed in high school, and uh, Maurice's Barbecue Piggy Pit um, is like a drive-thru for barbecue. It's called Maurice's Barbecue Piggy Park, and it sounds like they closed the one. I'd be on the golf team. We'd go. So they have South Carolina-style barbecue, Carolina-style barbecue. They got all the fixings. They got the fried green tomatoes. Who doesn't love fried green tomatoes? Perhaps the only way to get a tomato in my body is if you fry it. Um, they got sandwiches. They got sloppy joes. They got, which I guess is a sandwich. They got baked beans. They got hush puppies. The hush puppies there were amazing. They got fries. You got mac and cheese. Barbecue pork skins. Fried onion rings. Freshly fried onion wings. Sweet potato fries. Carolina barbecue quite frankly, is amazing. I miss the Carolinas. I miss the barbecue from there. So, with that being said, let's wrap up the episode. This is Sports Bar Talk. Stay safe. Wear a mask. Social distance. The vaccine is here. The Calvary has arrived. If we stay vigilant these next couple months, we will be back to normal soon, and I can have my normal birthday bash at Old Scotland Yard and at Norland Pub for Wings. Because, and I, quite frankly, I want to hug people. I miss hugging people. <laughs> um, this is Sports Bar Talk. Where we got the best seat in the house. Hallelujah. <laughs>